time when film criticism is as provocative as ever, Feelin' Film ventures to change the discussion from what we hate about a film to what we love about it. We judge more on emotional experience than technical merit, because every movie makes us feel something. Welcome, listeners, to another Feelin' It review, where we take a brief, spoiler-free look at an upcoming film and give you the information that you need to decide if it's worth seeing. In this episode, I'm joined by Feelin' Film writer Don Shanahan of Every Movie Has a Lesson to discuss Ridley Scott's newest entry into the Alienverse, Alien Covenant. Thanks for coming back on, Don. Uh, Thanks for having me, Aaron. This is going to be a good one. I think so. Um, I'm glad that I don't have to do this by myself this time. I usually do these Feelin' It reviews uh, solo style, so I'm excited to have you to bounce some thoughts off of and and be able to maybe give two different perspectives or strengthen one perspective if we're of one mind. Yeah, certainly. I can sit in the sidecar on that. <laughs> well, like I said, this is a, this is definitely spoiler-free, so uh, go ahead and listen, folks. That's the, the point of these Feelin' It reviews is really to just go over a broad overview of what we thought of these films before they come out so that you can put them on your calendar and make plans to go see them uh, if it's something that is appealing to you so don let me ask you this what was your initial reaction when the end credits rolled for alien covenant um gosh that's such a tough question uh one was sinister delight i really enjoyed where the uh kind of i'll say it as the hidden protagonist or i should say hidden antagonist i really like the hidden antagonist was coming from and how that kind of spun an ending to where it's going to go um, at the same time, I kind of had that that pausing moment of um, did I just watch too much? Um, and I, I, a point I'll explain later when we talk is just um, I think there's an element to Alien Covenant where it steals some of the thunder uh, from our original Alien. Because if the plan is to plug these prequels into where Alien's going to take place next, which is in 18 years in the timeline, is is this doing too much? Is this that section where we have this amazing, um, like for example, like in rogue one, we have this amazing Darth Vader hallway, badass, you know, uh, fight scene. Is, does that scene because chronologically take place earlier with these amazing effects? Does that take away from the grand entrance? We all remember from 1977. I, I I had that initial freezing moment of worry where this is so good. Is it too good? Hmm. Okay. That's, that's totally fair. I, um, I don't think that it's too good. Um, I, mm-hmm. I do know where you're coming from though. And I think yeah. that, I, I think it's a very valid concern. Um, honestly, I don't think it's something that we can fully answer though, until we no. put True. alien back in and right. rewatch it with the knowledge of what we've seen in alien covenant. So when I walked out of it, the first thing that I tweeted out and the first thing that I was telling everybody is, you know, everybody's like, well, how was it? Was it, was it, what was it like? And it's just, to me, it was very simple. And it was, it was Prometheus plus Xenomorphs. So, I agree with that. um, this was a very much a double down on Prometheus's philosophical direction, uh, that it decided to go with the idea of creation and, mm-hmm what it means to be a creator, who, what, what, what does your creator think of you? Um, those kind of topics are what we really had explored in this one a lot. And so 
I think that that's good information that for us to put out there that if, I agree. If you don't like Prometheus, <laughs> um, not that you're not going to enjoy this, but you're, you're not going to love it. I don't think. I agree. I think um, I would definitely step out and say I do it in my review in the first paragraph before I even get to a plot summary. Prometheus to me is required viewing before you watch this film. I think I think a lot of people would be completely lost or, or not get the idea of the world building they're doing if you don't see and, 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 and step into, like you said, that heady science fiction that Prometheus establishes because this is a true of true – sequel to prometheus where if you don't have that if all you've been watching the last couple of weeks is old ridley scott stuff from the 70s it's just not going to mesh it's just not going to match you need prometheus it's essential and required viewing yeah i would agree and i and i think that you can you i think they did a decent job of bridging that gap through the narrative in alien covenant to where they tried to make it understandable for someone who hadn't seen prometheus but i definitely yeah. think you're there's no way you're going to get out of it what you could get out of it. You're not going to, you're not going to experience it to the fullest without having that background knowledge. These characters are not going to be nearly as rich for you if you don't right. have it. So yeah. But and Don, I think, I think, I think one layer of difference from Prometheus to alien covenant is um for the people who didn't like Prometheus. I think there's more things they might like in alien covenant. Like Prometheus was that ponderous film that, that was probably more talk than it was action. The action quotient is where it raised uh, immensely here in Alien Covenant, where if you felt Prometheus was too slow or too talkative, don't get me wrong, there's still lulls in this one, but you have a lot more edge, speed, and velocity in this, where I think the action fan can step into this and go, oh, wow, this is better than Prometheus. I, I completely agree with you there, and, and that that really was the way I came out of this thinking, is that it's it's like a blend of Prometheus, Alien, and Aliens. Um, and that's really awesome. Like that's that's kind of what oh, yeah. I that's what I wanted. I would say that it. That's gave a recipe me, I want. Yeah. yeah, and you know, going into it, I don't think we knew what to expect. You mentioned that this is definitely a sequel to Prometheus. I don't know that I thought that's what it was going to be. You know, we. I, I wondered where it was going. Yeah, we knew it was going to come after Prometheus in the timeline, but mm -hmm. with the kind of backlash against Prometheus that happened, you could almost sense maybe he's going to make it more like Alien, and some of the trailers even it's kind of skewed away from making it feel like it was going to be Prometheus-esque. Uh, but you're right. The action comes back. And there are several scenes in this that um, were incredibly intense to the point where they, they made oh, me, yeah. you know, they, they called back to Alien. They called back to Aliens. And they had me on the edge of my seat going, okay, like, that's a xenomorph. Like, that's the mm -hmm. alien that I know and love to hate, love to be afraid of. Um I felt like in this one that the aliens were untouchable, um, that they were just, there was, how were they going to win? That, that feeling oh, came back to me. Um, I, I also, go ahead. No, I, I was impressed by, um, what modern effects can do. I mean, cause the speed, oh. the speed of these things is ridiculous. I mean, we're not dealing, I mean, I know there's still kind of puppetry on the set and things like that, but this is not the maybe an arm comes out for a quick little sudden move from 1979. This thing's balls to the wall, cannonball fury. It's, it's intense. It really is. I, I, I thought that too, that they just, it feels like the aliens are being shot out of a rocket when oh, they're, when they're attacking. I mean, it is, it is, it is entirely different. And, and that gives it a new level of fear um, where you're kind of being stalked in the dark in earlier alien films. And this one, it's more mm -hmm. like, well, 
it, it doesn't matter because it's gonna it's gonna outrun you. There's just there's nothing oh, yeah. you can do, um, and we get we get that fairly well uh, explored. Um, you know, and there's not moments that that's not to say that that I loved everything about the xenomorphs. There are some scenes with them that um, in the direction it takes them that I kind of cringed a little at uh, yeah at what they were doing. I I call it cheesy horror tropes. You okay, know? I, that's I a mean, good way to put it. I, I kind of group it in that way of um, maybe there's too many, oh, you know, callbacks and, and repeated kind of gags or twists that we've seen in other alien movies and lesser alien movies where they're trying to kind of outdo what they've done because um, this is really Scott coming back to this area of things. And um, I, some of it is – I know a word you used was, was, was redundant, but you, you combine redundant with – the horrible decisions the humans make and then some of the, you know, horror tropes of the stalking and, but then you combine the stalking with this insane speed and it just, it, it is a little manic. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think, I think what I do enjoy is that the humans in this one though, while they do make, some of them do make, you know, poor decisions and there is, there are some lulls when we slow down and we do a mm-hmm. little bit of exposition, but the relationships mostly work for me. Uh, and I agree. And mostly the decision making works. I mean, we have, you know, there's a lot. Let's spoiler alert. Sorry, but lots of people die. Okay, I'm sorry. That, yep. Yeah, you should. Yep. You should. This is a salad bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more of a matter of when that's going to happen and how that's going to happen. And you should know mm-hmm. that going into an alien film. And I believe that most of them pay off pretty pretty well. Uh, I and I, and I like some of the, some of the human decisions work for me. I mean, there are moments where humans are willing to sacrifice each other, and you know, that's something we don't often see a lot in horror films. A lot of times, you know they kind of try to be heroes or save oh, sure. each other and it ends up two people getting killed. Well, in this one, it feels a little more realistic in that I'm going to mm-hmm. save myself and I'm sorry. Um, but that's the way it's going to be there. Yeah, and the layer, the layer they add with the spouses and the whole couples retreat thing or whatever we have going on. <laughs> couples retreat. Um, so yeah, I called it couples retreat in the review, but um, the idea that um, when you do have a death, it's somebody's spouse so that kind of twists the knife just a little bit more to make these deaths a little bit more meaningful and not just, you know, um, ran, you know, random, just, you know, explosions of meat. You know, it, it's it, that's somebody's, you know, husband, spouse or otherwise. And that's yeah, it, 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 it tweaks that nerve just a little tighter. Yeah. And I mean, and everybody is right. These aren't colonial Marines. These no. are colonists. And, and since mm-hmm. every single person in this or on this ship is in a relationship with someone else, it's impossible for anyone to have something horrible happen without someone caring for them. Right. Um, there's just, there's no one that's thrown away as worthless in this, well, in this one. One guy, but he deserved it. Oh, well that's true. Okay. Yeah. One guy, <laughs> your favorite an, guy, an, an, <laughs> uh, uh, an actor who's, who in my, an actor I dislike, and you can read in some comments later after we, the spoilers come out. But uh, to me, this is that particular actor's career best performance because he doesn't give one. <laughs> it's awesome. You, you'll, you'll really laugh at that once you see the film and, and know oh, what yeah. Don's referring you'll, to. You'll know. Um, you'll see it when you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, man, I just, I thought it was, it was incredibly gorgeous. The the filming oh, of it is just yeah. beautifully shot. I thought the planet was really nice looking as far as mm-hmm. not, I mean, it's not nice nice place to visit but um yeah new, it, new zealand looks good on film yeah and, and i was surprised and i was surprised honestly at where the narrative took us on this planet I, I was not expecting what happened 
to happen. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. The, the central twist, which unfortunately too many other advanced reviews are starting to give away a little bit. Um, you, we, we can say it centers on Michael Fassbender, who, who in my opinion, runs this show. And, and this is his film for sure. Um, and he's he's phenomenal, uh, especially playing, you know, kind of that that robot, but with a little bit of, you know, um, sprite inside there to to to. Well, like he was in Prometheus to kind of push the envelope a little bit and uh that's what Fazman is for and he's a fascinating actor and always has been so yeah there's there's an energy here that's different than before yeah he's stunning he he is really stunning in this movie he his he knocks knocks it out of the park uh and carries the film in in so oh, yeah. many ways and i also thought that Catherine waterston did a really good job mm-hmm. i was i was impressed with her having only seen her the only thing i can remember uh, would be Fantastic Beasts, and, and this is okay. about as far removed as from her character in Fantastic sure. Beasts as you're going to get. Do um, you think there's a situation where she'll be saddled with Sigourney Weaver comparisons, though? I think there are. <laughs> I, I think it's impossible it's not to be. Um, I think right. that they don't do a strong job of intentionally driving us away from that. Um, mm-hmm. They really they really play toward it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. It's it's a matter to me. It's going to be all be a matter of where they go from here. Uh, I don't mind yeah. this as as a kickoff to a new trilogy. I thought it was uh, uh, refreshing enough and interesting enough that you know I came out of it having a good time and and I thought they. Oh did. yeah, definitely. It makes me want to go see the next one. You know. So. Oh yeah, I, I, sign me up now. Yeah, I mean, and if if Ridley Scott keeps assembling this team of of dedicated artists who just make things look amazing. Um, you combine that with this core that you possibly have of McBride, Waterston, Fassbender, et cetera. You, you've got something that can go forward and be, and be interesting. Cause um, even Danny McBride, you know, um, it's Danny McBride playing a lighter version of Danny McBride, but it works here. It, it's that surprisingly. Like said, some, yeah. Some of those human decisions and that, that edge that he has, or at least that casual edge that he has plays here. It works really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, yep. Not not take it too long uh, before we start getting excited and talk spoilers. I'm gonna give my emotional takeaway, like I always do, on these feeling it reviews. And if you have been listening and paying attention, you can probably already pick it out. But uh, for me, for Alien Covenant, the emotional takeaway is really just satisfaction. So, as I mentioned, this film just marries some of the best parts of the previous series entries to me uh, into an exciting new whole. And I don't think that it's a perfect film. And there were even a few moments where I honestly did roll my eyes. But I think that at its best, Alien Covenant offers an engaging return to a universe rich with storytelling opportunity. Um, And I think that in order to get that freshness, it was imperative that Ridley Scott focused on the themes of Prometheus and these heavy philosophical ideas uh, in order to kick this thing into a new gear going forward to mix these things these genres together and i think he accomplished that while bringing back the xenomorphs in a huge way in a new light so it left me happy excited for the future and i'm, I'm gonna go see it again in theaters so that's that's how i came out of this one don yeah very good nice take nice take um i echo that in satisfaction uh and i echo what you're saying about not a perfect film but Definitely engaging and definitely a good pull. Um, my takeaway um, to kind of match my website's theme is uh, life lessons. Uh, when I review movies, I always list life lessons that you can learn from a film, whether they're serious or farcical. This one's kind of 50-50 where um, I think that creation and creator um, 
core ideal that was set in Prometheus that continues forward here is kind of is 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 the bedrock they're building this on. And my life lessons kind of half sarcastic, half true. The idea that creators are narcissists. Um, because we definitely have kind of that God complex going on here between um, different characters, which we cannot completely say, um, are up to no good in this film. So this is how I kind of say it. I don't care if you made a pasta necklace in kindergarten to give to your mother on Mother's Day or you invented the cure for cancer. Every creator on every level cares deeply to a selfish degree about the praise and the feedback to what they made. They want to hear it. They want to know. No one just makes stuff to make stuff. They want it. They want they want almost that satisfaction in return, um, which in a small way, you know, whether it's the kindergartner who wants mom to see the pasta necklace or the trillionaire person who invents androids, they want to see their creation be praiseworthy back to them. So that's a level of narcissism that I think it drives the the arrogance that makes the mistakes of the bedrock of this film because yeah all the things that happen in these films and in this franchise are complete screw-ups of things we should have completely walked away from so when you get these god complexes that arise from the narcissism um all of these all of those complexes and all of those character flaws those are learned behaviors because they're fed by obsessions that you know, matriculated and generated within these characters to think they can kind of outdo the ways of the world or outdo their own mortality. And uh, so, yeah, for me, creators are narcissists is my takeaway after all the don't go run down the hallway by yourself and don't pee in the woods kind of thing. <laughs> awesome, man. That's a, that's a good one. I, I like that. And I can definitely see it. Uh, and I think everybody else, when they see the film, will completely agree as well. So listeners, if you want more of Don's lessons, uh, which I encourage you to do and to go f- seek out you can find his review linked in the show notes and on the blog post you can also just go there directly it's everymoviehaslesson.com i think is that right yes sir all right so you can go there read don's full review for alien covenant and get all of his life lessons for the film um don is there anywhere else people can find you online if they want to get in touch with you uh, yeah, Twitter on Casablanca Don, Facebook you can search every movie has a lesson. Um, one more thing I'll put together for Alien Covenant that I'll work on tonight is um, I've been stepping myself into these um, YouTube videos. I used to do them a couple years ago. I'm stepping back into them. Um, I try to play the school teacher part where I kind of do this interactive whiteboard thing where I kind of write and draw little notes at the same time that my reviews being read in audio just as a more compact way for people to kind of digest uh, my reviews and my work so uh, keep an eye on youtube look up every movie has a lesson.com on youtube and i hope to have in the next couple of days an alien covenant piece for you oh that's awesome i didn't know about that so i'm excited oh I yeah can't, i can't wait to see that uh, awesome well if uh if you're interested in connecting with me further you can find me all over the web at aaron l white aa R-O-N-E-L-W-H-I-T-E. Uh, you can follow the show at Feelin Film, F-E-E-L-I-N-F-I-L-M. Um, otherwise, we have just launched a new show, so if you weren't aware, uh, Feelin Film Plus is the new feed that's out there on iTunes and Google and Stitcher and everywhere else that you can find our podcast. So go give that one a listen, download, subscribe that to, to it. There will be some Seattle International Film Festival coverage coming on that feed very soon uh, there's an anime season review up there now it's really going to be a place where patrick and i use it to just throw anything and everything that we're interested and passionate about i've got a, a review scheduled uh for that feed uh, later this year that's going to be reviewing a book that ties into a hobby 
card game. So, I mean, we are really just taking all of our interests and and talking about them there with lots of guests, and it's going to be a fun place. So check that one out as well. Next up on the main show and for Feelin' Film this week will be our review of Almost Famous, which we're excited about, so come back for that one. Go see Alien Covenant. If it sounds sounds like your cup of tea, um, you know Don and I are both pretty big fans. We really enjoyed it, and we think that most fans of the franchise thus far uh, will as well. So go see it. Come back to uh, the Facebook group or find Don and I on social media. Every movie has a lesson, and let us know what you think. Don, thanks for coming, man. It's been great having you. Aaron, thanks for having me. Have a good one. You too, buddy.